This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Rams Talk preview show. We're here today previewing our fixture against Port Vale. Now, because of the weird times that the fixture's been played, we're actually recording this before the weekend. Uh, so we won't be able to talk about their most recent game against Morecambe because it hasn't happened yet. Um, but I've got a guy with me who knows everything there is to know about Port Vale. Um, Johnny from the Ale and Vale podcast. Uh, welcome to the show. Cheers, mate. How are you doing? Oh, I'm very good, thank you. How are you? Yeah, I'm not too bad. Not too bad. That is good stuff. That is good to hear. So to kick us off, Johnny, uh, I've just been having a look through the stats and I find it quite interesting. You sat in 11th, five points off the playoffs, which isn't half bad. But I've just been looking at everything and you've, you're have 20th in the, the creativity list. Uh, you're 18th for the best defence and you're 16th for the most amount of goals. Yet you're up in 11th. How's that happened? We, we with the exception of probably four games a season we either win by one or lose by one so <laughs> we're keeping it quite tight um but yeah like defensively is quite interesting because like, like you say where we are but when you look at the shots faced i think we're 20 22nd for the amount of shots faced yeah so we don't actually face many but our keepers conceded 53 percent of them it's um what one of these contentious talking points that we've got coming up on ours about recruitment but yeah we don't face many shots but if you have two shots in a game you're going to score one yeah yeah that's fair enough <laughs> um yeah much to look forward to for us then um so i just wanted to ask you if you could sum up the season so far obviously we're over 50 percent of the way through we'll get on to our fixture which i'm sure no derby fan i want to hear about but we should talk about it um how do you think it's gone yeah it's better than we could have imagined um we were the last club to get promoted so recruitment was different the summer was very different than we've we've had before um with the World Cup messing up the window and the early start times and stuff like that, we came into the season with one fit striker and a kid that had just signed a four-year contract um, who was a centre midfielder playing up front. We then brought in a striker three weeks in and another one on deadline day. So things were a bit all over the shop. We kind of used the first few games as a mini pre-season, which could have massively backfired, but luckily hasn't. 
Um, and 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 then yeah, fr- from there we've had some real highs and then some dreadful lows. Like let's say we'll talk about your game, um, but yeah. we, we we got battered at Exeter and Oxford and now Peterborough twice. So um, th- they weren't as fun, but like. The game at your place, the game at Plymouth, and a couple of other games here and there have been have been real highs. So yeah, it's 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 better than we could have imagined. Eleventh at Christmas, we would have bit your hand off at. So, yeah, I was going to say it's it's not bad at all, especially as you said, considering the the start of the season that you had and the the difficulties that you faced. You've done well to sort of come out of it in a in a position that's not too far off the playoffs. I mean, we we've played against Barnsley recently, and they're they're obviously in sixth at the minute, and they were certainly you know not great. So I think you've got a a real good chance as long as you just don't beat us <laughs> next <laughs> week. Um, so I just wanted to talk to you about the previous fixture. Now, to run anyone through it that's forgotten, we went one nil up um, quite early on in the first half. We were cruising, and then all of a sudden, it was like a flick of a switch. You scored two goals in about 10 minutes. I know ex-Derby player James Wilson scored one of them. I mean, Johnny, what did you make to the game? I thought it was a in a typical game of two halves, really. I thought you were the much better team the first 20 minutes, and then we got that penalty, um, missed it, and then we thought, here we go again, this is going to be a long old 60 minutes. And then you came out second half looking a bit like you'd won it, whereas we came out with a point to prove. And things obviously changed. You know, we we scored the two goals. Smithy did what Smithy does best and got under a striker skin and got punched in the face for it. So, um, or if you listen to him, he punched the ground in frustration and accidentally forearm smashed him. You know, these things happen. <laughs> but that's Nathan Smith. What what he lacks, what he lacks in League One football and ability, he makes up in pure towsery, really. Mm. Yeah, and yeah, it was a a really really painful day for us. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I think we were talking about this in a podcast uh, a few weeks ago about the most painful games of the season. I think this is probably the worst one. I know we we lost three two to Plymouth, being two 0 up, but this one, you know, first home game in front of the new manager and. We go and do that, and yeah, it, it certainly wasn't good for us, but it was good for you. Yeah, it was. It, it was good for us. Like, the, 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 I suppose the only thing that still annoys a few of our fans is the fact that everyone else that seems to come to your ground gets a, a bigger attendance than we were given. So, got got Bolton coming up soon. I mean, they've sold three thousand one hundred, and we got two seven. So that was a bit annoying. But yeah. I don't know if they expected a sellout from your fans, whether it being the the manager's first game or a lot of yeah, people have said it's public so. advice. But yeah, I don't buy that. Yeah, that's quite strange actually. Um, usually we give max allocation to teams that sell out, so I don't I don't really understand. Maybe it's a big local derby, Johnny. Maybe that's what it was. It was a <laughs> one of those yeah. games. Maybe maybe they've seen it's it's not too far. But yeah, it, that was just a bit confusing. But so. Yeah, it was nice to see it went off without a hitch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I, I know what you mean. I, I just wanted to ask you very quickly about recent results. So I've got, you know, the last few games up in front of me. Uh, league game-wide, lost away at Bristol, won at home to Morecambe, lost away at Chef Wednesday, um, won away at Forest Green. I think most teams seem to do that nowadays. And 
then lost at home to Peterborough. Would you describe your recent form as inconsistent? Um, I'd say results-wise, it looks it. I'd say performance-wise, I wouldn't say we're inconsistent. We played really well against Chef Wednesday, for example. Um, second off, we, we probably, well, I say we probably, Harrison missed from four yards out an open goal. So we definitely should have got at least one. Um, and then we were hit by a bit of a sucker punch and late on to make it two where um, their lad pulled one out from 30 yards top corner and, and all their fans are saying they've never seen him shoot from there, let alone score. So <laughs> it, it just feels like it was one of them, one of them games. Um, the Peterborough game, again, we were the best team in the first half. We just suffered from the fact that they we didn't really have a proper striker on the pitch. Um, both of ours at the minute, are, well, three of three of our four are injured at the minute, which which is never a good start. But um, yeah, so it, it, I think it needs must rather than inconsistency. So yeah, yeah, no, that's fair enough, and I guess that leads quite nicely into the next question: Who's probably the biggest danger man? I'm having a look here. Um, your top scorer is Ellis Harrison. Is he one of the ones that's injured? He is, yeah. And it's James Wilson injured as well. Yeah. Yeah, perfect. So, yeah, <laughs> the two of the top goal scorers are injured. Sound. It's just what we wanted. <laughs> Who's the biggest threat that might be able to play? Dave Worrell, if he plays, is probably our biggest threat. He's our right wing back now. Um, his delivery is fantastic. For two or three seasons when we are in League Two, he had the most assists in the league he had the most chances created and he actually at one point had, had created more chances than De Bruyne had created in one of them fancy little stats that they do across the league <laughs> um, so that was nice to see but yeah what was is probably our most creative player down there um, and then if Harrison and Wilson play then them pair are a handful anyway so um, yeah. but yeah um, our biggest asset is probably the pitch because um, that will be an equaliser, because you will absolutely hate it. Is it that bad? Yeah, everyone hates it. Everyone moans about it. Like We had we had Chef Wednesday fans when we played them in, I think, September time, moaning about the state of the pitch. It's only got worse. So um, <laughs> it's, kind of, it's, it's, it's kind of our little equaliser against teams that want to play football, but it doesn't always work. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think we we probably don't have the best record on on pitches like that. Although we did go to Cheltenham last weekend and get a good result on a on a similar pitch, so you never know. You is that when know. is that when Max Bird decided to spank on him about forty yards? <laughs> it out? was. Yeah, it, was. it helps when it helps when players are doing that, doesn't it? You don't matter about the pitch <laughs> when it's in the air. It does. Yeah, we had a, a cracking view from the away end there as well. I'm just sort of looking towards who is your best player. Now, I find it quite entertaining. I use FOTMOB for all of these stats. And your top three players are all within 0.04 average rating of each other, which is pretty you know, pretty consistent. You've got it's Connor Hall, right. Tom Conlon and Nathan Smith, who are down as your top three. Was are that Connor Hall, three... did you say? Connor... Connor Hall, yeah. Yeah, don't worry about him. He was sold to Colchester the other week. Oh, great. <laughs> so so he's, he, he's out. Oh, you're right. Yeah, you are yeah. right. So he's you've gone. got Tom Conlon and Nathan Smith. Um, out of those two, are, are they the biggest sort of threats to us? Uh, have you got other players that don't necessarily meet the stat metric? 
I really don't know who's doing that stat metrics, but Tom Conlon <laughs> is definitely not our, our, our best player this season. He really isn't. Um, Conlon has got a fantastic left foot. He looks good. And when he plays, he plays well. But he got an Achilles injury this time last year, was out for five, six months with it through surgery, and he just hasn't come back the same player. Mm. He seems reluctant to use his right foot. He, he seems reluctant to let one go from distance like he used to, and he, his set plays used to be decent, and that, that just hasn't happened. He's kind of transitioning into a deeper position now, but... Yeah, he's, he's not the player he used to be, so I'm pretty surprised by that. But Smith is Nathan Smith. If it moves, he adds it. <laughs> uh, it, 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 it. The one thing we've noticed in this league is people will let Nathan Smith have the ball because he can't really do anything other than kick it. He doesn't pass <laughs> it, he kicks it. And there's, there's, a, there's a big difference. We've noticed in, in this league especially, there's a big difference between defenders that can pass it and defenders that just have to kick it. And Smudge is one that just kicks the ball and just hopes for the best. <laughs> but as Collins found out, you don't want to come up against a fight with him because he will. He is vile. Um, the Peter Brillard on Monday, for example, got fouled Smithy. And as Smithy was picking up, you saw him grab under his arms and just pinch him because their lad reacted really badly. I don't know if you've watched the Class of 92 documentary, but Smith yeah. there <laughs> came off with like marks all over his body and was just moaning that the Port Vale centre-half had been manhandling him all game. And Smithy loves it. That's that's what he wants. He, he set, settles the fact that he's probably not the quickest, he's not the tallest, by loving the dark arts. So, <laughs> Hopefully he'll be trying Garrett Collins again if if he's playing because it it worked last time. I think you've got a different James Collins. I think the our whole team's matured a little bit since last time, or at least I'd hope so. Yeah. Um, are there any other players that we should be looking out for? Uh, Dan Jones um, been playing. He's playing left of the back three. He he loves a forty yard pass and he can he can hit him as well. It's it's not like he, he can't do it. The odd one goes out. Out, but he's playing at League One for a reason. Um, so DJ is is brilliant. Um, just ignore when he takes a throw in because it's long, but it'll go into your keeper's hands. So <laughs> it doesn't really. I don't know why we persist with it. Well, is it is it one of those where you, you try it every single game, every uh, single time, and it never comes off? Yeah, well, I, I, I don't think we've won the first ball. Ninety percent of them just go into the keeper's hands when no one stood, and it's like, kind of, what's the point of that? But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, that's a bugbear of most fans. But yeah, yeah we, we're, we're all idiots and we still get excited every time he takes one. War <laughs> of Averages says that one's got to go in eventually. <laughs> I'm going to say, yeah, Derby fans are no stranger to a dodgy set piece over and over again. I think we've we've had our fair share over the years. Um, you mentioned there that you play a back three. What sort of system do you guys play? I don't know. <laughs> I'll be honest. Daryl Clark is the sort of manager that one one week you can go and win four 0 and play in a certain way. Next week you'll make six changes and you'll play a different way. Um, <laughs> it's it's a variety of three five two three four three. That's the it's it, it's either or, but in game it changes. Like it's very much dependent on fitness at the minute. It's probably. And saying this now before we've seen Morecambe, because obviously <laughs> Harrison and Wilson could start at Morecambe and it could change my opinion. But it's probably a 3-4-3 at the minute with 
yeah, probably. So when your strikers are available, you tend to play with the two up top and then yeah, you play with the three up top, yeah. Yeah, he prefers the two up top when Harrison and Willow are fit, but um, when when they're not, he, he does tend to revert to just one of them down the centre. Yeah. Um, and regarding how you approach games, so we saw, obviously, your approach at Pride Park. Is there any difference between how you approach games home and away? Not really. We we soak up pressure and then look at the counter-attack, re- really. Um, we're not blessed with pace, so it's never beating a team with, with pace that way, but it's more getting the balls out to to either wing-back and looking at what we can deliver from there. Um, so, yeah, it's it's the football inside of it. You, you see a lot of diagonal balls, a lot of clips down the line rather than passing into the midfield and hoping for the best that that they'll do something with it. Mm. Yeah, and we've actually only conceded, I think, one goal from crosses all season or something ridiculous like that. Um, is, is that something you try to do? Do you try and get the ball into the box, play long balls up? Yeah, it, it, it pretty much so. Um, we At one stage, and I haven't checked the stats, but we'd scored the most goals from set players. Yeah. So, yeah, we're, we're decent. We're decent in that area. Um, oh but, God! <laughs> yeah, but it, it just it, again, it depends who's available, and that's the big thing with us at the minute. It just depends who's available. Um, we've just sold three players in the window, um, so the squad is a lot thinner than it was. Two lone lads have gone back, um, and we yet to sign anyone. So it's a bit threadbare, and. Again, I'm saying that the, the issue with the club is that Clarky doesn't say anything about injuries or anything like that before a game. He normally tells you after, but then if we've got a Saturday, Tuesday, he doesn't because his mantra is he doesn't want to do the opposition's work for them. Yeah, um, yeah I get that. Paul Wonder's so, similar. Yeah, so, so he lives by that. So we don't really know what's going on. Um, and one week we'll see someone, the next week he'll be gone, and then next week he'll be back in the squad. And it's it's a bit up and down in that sense so yeah dependent on who plays depends on how we how we play really but yeah no that makes sense and i've got written down here what weaknesses could derby exploit i know you've mentioned the the thinness of the squad are, are there any positions where you're really light and really struggling um left wing back we've got one um benning benning to be fair he he He's, he's he's all right. He's he's steady, but um, if he's having a bad game, he has a bad game, mm. and everything goes to pot when he's having a bad game. Walsall away last season, for example, in the space of three minutes, he sliced the ball out of play with his stronger foot six times. So, <laughs> it, and that was after about four minutes. That's so you kind of, yeah, you kind of sometimes you look at Benning and you know he's having a bad game, and it's like we may as well bring him off now and save the trauma of the next ninety. <laughs> um, so yeah, that, that if if he's having a bad one, Smithy on the ball is a bit of a weakness. So if you decide to press him rather than let him have it, you you're going to do a lot. And a keeper at the minute is success. Well, we concede a lot of goals from range. Um, I think we've conceded nine nine or ten goals from outside the area this season, which is really, really yeah That's a lot. It is a lot. And the, the issue is we conceded two outside the area at Wickham, two MK Dons. We've conceded two in, well, one in each of the games at Chef Wednesday. 
and it, it's just, it, yeah, it's frustrating because the goals are decent goals, like, but you kind of sit down and think, well, something must be happening for that to keep happening because, yeah, the, these these players aren't scoring from that sort of distance every single week or two or three times a month, sort of thing. So, yeah, it's. And, and then when we saw Bird do that the other day, it was like meant just what we wanted to see. Someone, someone with his tail up. I was going to say, Connor Hurrahan, Max Bird, if you're listening to this, uh, you yeah. know what to do. <laughs> He's gone silent. <laughs> now, just one more question, Johnny, before I let you go. You've been brilliant. I just want to ask, how do you think the game's going to go? It's going to be cold. It's going to be... It's, it's, it's <laughs> always... It's always cold in our stadium on on a on a night game, um, so the pitch is. If if the weather carries on, if it, if it, if it carries on freezing, it's going to be bobbly. And so yeah, I think it's going to be gritty and a bit. I, I don't think you're going to enjoy it, but I think you'll just shade it because it, I, I don't believe that our best our best two are going to be fit. So if they're fit. I think we can nick a point and that's that's a good result for us at home against you. Um, start of the season, you look, you look at some games and you think, well, if you nicked a point against Derby at home, that's a decent result. When when we went away to you, obviously you just got rid of your manager and things were a bit, so you like, nick a point away then would have been great. Getting threes, yeah. you're ecstatic by it, but you, you pick and choose your game sometimes. And I think Clark, he's done that a lot this season. He seems to sabotage a few games to rest players to gamble on the next one, which touch wood has worked more than it hasn't this season. So that's all right. So who knows? Come Saturday, everyone could be fit again. And then Tuesday, they could all be rested because we've got a big game the Saturday after. It's pick your, pick your battle sometimes, but... Yeah, what what's your score prediction? I think it'll be a two-one derby. I think, which pains me to say, but <laughs> wow, I don't think we've had anyone do this that's predicted the home team to lose yet. <laughs> so that's the first for everything. But yeah, I, I do understand. But if you've got so many players out injured and you're struggling, especially up top, it'll be a it'll be a difficult one for you. Um, I I think I'm I'm going to stick with what you were saying before. There's always a goal in it. I think we, we're going to nick a 1-0. I think we might get one late on, bring McGoldrick or someone off the bench as long as Collins hasn't got himself sent off again. Yes. And, yeah, I know. I know. Having McGoldrick in League One is ridiculous, isn't it? But Yeah, McGoldrick, Hurahan. Yeah, both of them are ridiculous. Mendes Lang as well. I know, I know. Right, yeah. <laughs> and they've started performing now as well, which is even more frustrating. Well, well, that's it. Let's let's hope they can keep performing on Tuesday. But Johnny, it's been an absolute pleasure, mate. I really appreciated your time. Um, I've learned a lot about Port Vale today. So thank you very much for coming on. No, that's fine, mate. Anytime. Top man. Thank you. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. 
And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.